All right. Hey, Chismosas. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Igby. And we are the Chisme Queens. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are covering Married at First Sight, Season 14, Episode 3. If you are new to the show, Chisme means gossip. So we're here to give you all the tea. And it's it's kind of hot. It's kind of hot this uh, this week, which uh, is interesting. Um, if you want to join in on the cheese or if you have cheese go ahead and send it our way. You can DM, DM us on social media. On Instagram, we are the Cheese McQueens podcast. And on Twitter, we are Cheese McQueens. So go ahead and hit us up if you have some tea. Now let's start with all the tea. Uh, but spoiler alert, there's like major spoilers here. So if you don't want to listen to this and because uh, we're talking decision day stuff and, and all that. So if you don't want to listen, skip ahead. We'll mention it in the show notes. Yes. Igby, do you want to go first with some cheese, man? Sure. Why not? Why not? Uh, let's see what we got here in the old books. So it looks like our girls from season 12, which was Atlanta. Um, we've got Brianna, Haley, and Paige. Apparently, they're holding an empowerment conference in Atlanta on Sunday. Okay. It's going to be at the gathering spot. Um, you can check their social medias. Well, by this time, you'll have like maybe some hours to get tickets <laughs> since our podcast usually goes up on Sunday. Uh, yeah. But I thought that was very interesting. Those, I don't know if I would be taking their advice. <laughs> conference to me is like big room kind of stuff is the gathering place that sounds like a restaurant yeah because i believe when i looked at the ticket information one it was only like 20 bucks um and then like the they had like different levels Mm -hmm. as far as the tickets went and like level one you got admission and i think like food or beverage and then a raffle ticket uh tier two you get entry food drink raffle ticket and a headshot okay and then tier three you get everything before you get five raffle tickets a picture with them and a t-shirt i don't know what price all these um tiers are but <laughs> yes oh and the rap what they're raff they're raffling off therapy okay uh and it looks like they're gonna be having their keynote speaker is a psychiatrist and mental health expert well that's nice So they, you know, want to explore self-care, mental health, wellness, love, relationships, and more. So, mm, well, we'll kudos to them for parlaying whatever kind of fame they have or clout they have in Atlanta to better each other and, I guess, others. Just kind of strange. Yeah, I thought it was (laughs) very random. But they've been playing, like, these, the post I have is from november so they've been planning it for a while well that's something well good luck to them if you make it there on sunday let us know how it was yeah (laughs) um also Paige is working on a book called originally enough turning the page about her experience on married at first sight so we'll see what becomes that i think it's supposed to be like a series of journal entries from her time while on the show okay oh man i hope i have to read this no. We can have our first book assignment. Book club. <laughs> Does oh, it man. count if it's an ebook? <laughs> Is it an ebook? I don't know. It just <laughs> says that she's working on it. 
that's as much detail as it goes into. All right. Side hustles are a thing. They really are. Because she has like a legit job. Wasn't she like an accountant or something? Yeah. Or was she a realtor? No. I'm pretty sure she was an accountant. Hmm. But yes, I do okay. remember she did have like an actual job. Yeah. Not like Steve. <laughs> I have a post about Steve <laughs> from somebody um, who also is a sales engineer. Okay. And has his perspective on, on the situation. Okay. So don't uh, let me forget to share. I won't. <laughs> so there's been uh, some buzz around the Reddit streets. Uh, well, from the Instagram streets. It looks like <laughs> Ryan from season 13 and Mindy from season 10 have been spending some time together. They've been spotted in Mexico and Cancun uh, via Instagram. People are speculating, is this a thing? <laughs> And they're both kind of staying mum on, mum on that. Which makes me think that it is. It might be. They have no explanation as to why they're there together. A man doesn't travel to Mexico to meet up with someone to be friends. But maybe it was like um, Mirla and Johnny where they both just so happened to be there at the same time mm -mm. for two separate events. No. Because also, how are these people knowing each other other than DMing each other? You know what I'm saying? Once, once you're on the show, you got to get into the family. Everybody accepts Whatever. you into the family. <laughs> now, I did see that Married at First Sight fan does not follow Mindy. She has like a list of people not to contact and not to follow. And Mindy is on there for some reason. Now, I don't know if Mindy was like, stop talking about me. I'm going to sue you kind of stuff. Because I know she um, or they, I don't know if Married at First Sight fan is a man or a woman. Um, I don't know if they um, take that seriously enough to not mess with them. I don't know. Well, wasn't that some drama too this week? Yeah, for Chris and Alyssa. Yeah. Well, mainly from Chris. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get to him. <laughs> um, but speaking of Ryan, uh, there's a new YouTube interview up. Um, and there were some little interesting tidbits. Uh, I believe he was with um, the interview. Her name was Tamara. Um, and she, she didn't hold any, hold any punches. She was pretty direct with him and he was pretty forthcoming in his own right. Uh, we did learn in the interview that he wasn't scouted. He did apply on his own. Okay. But his sister knows, uh, Tristan who was on the Dallas season, which was season seven. Oh, I didn't know that they had come to Texas before. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, so once he heard that they were going to be searching, coming back to Texas and we're going to be in Houston, I guess somehow he linked up to her and she got it back to Ryan or he got back to Ryan. Nonetheless, that's how that all facilitated itself. And then he went ahead and applied. So I don't know if once he applied, maybe I don't know what kind of relationship Tristan has with the producers and that kind of stuff. Because it seems like these people do like genuinely forge relationships. I mean, yeah. spending every day. Just like the couples, right. the, these producers are there just as long. Um, so they do like make buddy-buddy with these people. So I don't know. Is Sister Ryan married? No, I don't think so. Oh, it's a wonder that she didn't apply. Maybe she did. Maybe. She didn't make the that, cut. Wouldn't that be some shit? A brother and sister both on at the same time? <laughs> yeah, it's it's always weird when the people know each other. Like I know season 11... That was the New Orleans season with uh, Woody and Miles. They're best friends. Oh. 
And at first I thought it was like production, like, oh, we're best friends. Like, and they just like, just so happened to know each other. But no, they were legit best friends. Like after the season ended and they had all their social medias and stuff up, I like Mm -hmm. saw like pictures of them together from back in the day, Um, like an old birthday party video that was on YouTube where Miles was there. And this was like maybe two or three years ago. So stuff Mm -hmm. like that was like, oh, okay. They are actually really friends in real life. And now they like live down the street from each other. Their wives are really good friends too now, thanks to the show. So it's really interesting. It is cool. But I don't know. Brother and sister, that would be interesting. Uh, Let's see. What else did he say? Oh, he almost wasn't on the show. They found him a match and he caught COVID and wasn't eligible to film. So he almost got cut. Oh, but instead they actually halted production. He because of him, there was a three week delay on filming. <laughs> so all the weddings, honeymoon, all that stuff got pushed back because he because of caught the Rona and probably gave it to Zach. <laughs> That's how Zach got it. He got it from Ryan. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> because because Ryan is so freaking charismatic, they stopped production. You know what I'm saying? Like. Is he really worth stopping production over? Well, or did I think they just... They had, just for safety, they had to. If he'd been exposed to all those people, they had to all quarantine. No. Oh, okay. That they started filming and then he got COVID. They were going to start filming. Well, that's what I mean. Like, couldn't they have gone on just without Ryan, maybe with somebody else? Well, that's what they thought were going to... That's what he thought was going to happen, but they ended oh, okay, up just delaying okay. it. Uh, oh, she... Asked him a lot about his type since that was like a whole thing. Mm -hmm. And he says that one thing that he asked for was natural hair. He says he didn't care if it was red, blonde, brunette, whatever, as long as it was a natural color, not Clifford the big red dog red. (laughs) (laughs) And he says he doesn't know where the stereotype about him liking blondes comes from. It's not true. Okay. He's down for everybody. Uh, He says he likes an athletic build. At this point, Homegirl even pulls up a chart of like 10 women, like headless women's bodies. And it's like, okay, which one is in your realm? And he he played. Yeah, he picked like a petite kind of slim athletic type build. Yeah. Nothing surprising. Um, Like Mindy? He says that personality-wise, he was looking for someone confident who can carry themselves well. He says that Brett was his type more personality-wise than physically. Duh, we knew that. He -hmm. said that one good thing that they had going on was they had a really competitive nature with each other. And that was like a big foundation in, in their relationship. They talk about the app situation. And he says off the bat... First things first, you know how they label them with the little Chiron? His was like Mr. Serious or Serial Dater. Uh-huh. He's like, no, I didn't say that. My friend said <laughs> that I was a serial dater. I said I may be gone out with 50 women in the past three years. That doesn't seem like a whole lot. <laughs> He's like, so I didn't really necessarily agree with that label. But as far as the app goes, he says that he had it on his phone and... I guess once he re-downloaded it, it restored everything as if he had never left. Oh. And he he had no idea. Like, he didn't know what was going on. It was like he had all these unseen messages and all this kind of stuff. So it just popped back up as if he never deleted it. Right. And so she asked him about this. Like, well, oh, he also says that, I think we knew in the show that this was like right before decision day. I think he said it was like one or two days before. Yeah. 
So it was already at the end, like they knew what what it was. Yeah. Uh, but this was like the final nail in the coffin. And uh, he says that, get this, he and one of the other cast members on the show discussed this app situation. Guess who he talked to? Who? Our good old boy, Zach. So they hatched this whole plan where they figured, okay, we're only going to have a short window of time between now and when like the show airs where they can still continue using these apps because their information and their pictures and all that stuff isn't out there. Yeah. So they wanted to maximize that short <laughs> bit of time and swipe on as many people as possible. <laughs> wow. Before their identities were made public as cast I mean, members on this show. It makes sense. Yeah. So they talked about it, but Ryan was the one stupid enough to do it. <laughs> so like Zach has well, his other modes. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, mm, Zach. Did something because <laughs> he, he kept pulling them in. Yep. Um, he says that, you know, it was the stupidest thing he could have done. He regrets it. He wished he could take it back. He, had, uh, you know, fully owns that it was disrespectful to Brett and that that is his like number one regret of the show. Yeah. Well, he talked a little bit about the weddings. He was saying that the families got more of a benefit than they did. He was saying that they didn't get to like enjoy their reception like at all. He said his family and friends and people were there like hours after they left because essentially they're working. So they have to mm -hmm. do all those pictures and interviews and all that other dumb stuff. So while that's all happening, the family is like raging. He said he was getting updates like on his phone, like Instagram <laughs> and Facebook, his friends with their shirts off and like, oh, like partying <laughs> for free <laughs> while he Open missed the whole bar, thing. Exactly. Hot jams. Like, I get it. And this was like That's in the middle awesome. of COVID when people were like itching to do anything. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure they were <laughs> ripping it up. That's awesome. I mean, not for him, but for everybody else. Right. <laughs> um, she asked him about Brett on the plane and he said he'd never seen anything like that ever in his life. He said she just freaked out. He said that she was like death gripping his arm. She was basically turned around in her chair with like her face between the seats and I guess that was because you remember he said she made a little kid cry mm -hmm. well the kid was the person sitting behind her oh, shit. so she's like the shining <laughs> style like in between the seats and it, I guess upset this little kid Jeez. he was just like I, you know I've heard about people being afraid of flying but he's like I've never experienced anything like that before <laughs> He did also confirm that they never did anything more than kiss, like nothing, no hand stuff, no mouth stuff, nothing. She, they'd never <laughs> even seen each other naked. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, he was, he clarified, he said he was naked in front of her, I think once. He said the morning after the wedding, like mm -hmm. the first day, he got in the shower while she was brushing her teeth. So if she saw something, she saw something. If she didn't, she didn't. But yeah, she probably saw something. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if it's ever going to look. But, right. But yeah, he said that was nothing more than a kiss. And they didn't even really share a bed either for the most part. Yeah, they talked about to her like messiness. Mm -hmm. And he said, again, that was something else he's like never seen. Never seen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he says it was kind of like contained to just that space, but it was still a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he said that he felt like they had chemistry in the beginning and it just never, never grew past that like friend zone level of emotion. Like they just kind of got comfortable with each other and just stayed there. And that was yeah. it. And that was it. Like just waited out his time. 
basically. Yeah, fulfilled his contract. Yep, get that check. <laughs> but yeah, those were the quick hits I thought okay. were interesting. Stuff we didn't know before. He's uh, he's very active on social media. Extremely. I haven't seen him on the Reddit streets lately. I haven't seen him lately, yeah. Usually he's all up in everybody's business. <laughs> Any other cheese Uh That's pretty much it for me. Okay. Um, I guess let's just get to uh, Married at First Sight fan always has the hot tea and she has the, supposedly has the decision day results. Decisions. <laughs> it's like results. <laughs> yeah, decisions. So again, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. You don't want to hear it. Move it along. So right off the bat, Chris and Alyssa, surprise, surprise, they get divorced. And currently oh. they are not together. You don't say. Mm-hmm. Katina and Olajuwon on decision day stay together. But as of right now, she's not sure of their status. Noi and Steve, what is your guess? They seem boring. Like, they're going to be fine. They're fine. They stay together and they are uh, still together. And Jasmina and Michael, this one's surprising. They get a divorce on decision day. And um, yeah, they're still not together. Uh, Lindsay and Mark stay together. But as of now, they are not together. Staying in his house. <laughs> that, that is the rumor in that the she's squatting, <laughs> squatting in the apartment above. So that's interesting. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll have to put a pin in that and see if it comes to fruition. I think she, they are normally right. They normally so. have spot, spot, spot on spoilers. Yeah, definitely. I don't know who the hell they know. If like it's the president of Lifetime themselves, I don't know. <laughs> because well, apparently, I'm like, well, she, it, people slide into her DMs all the time. Like I'm friends with so and so, and this, that, and the other. So I think that's because she she puts those feelers out there. Okay, San Diego people, if you know what's good, send it over. You know. Mm. So she puts it out there and people pick it up. So we're just not cool enough. Not yet. <laughs> One day she'll be One our friend. Day. But let's get into some of this. Uh, let's get into some of this decision day drama. Um, so with Chris and Alyssa, um, the pastor who married them did not send, sign an NDA. Mm -hmm. And uh, when the episode came out, uh, he decided to make his feelings known and tweeted the following. When I married Chris and Alyssa on Married at First Sight, I truly thought this might be it. But always remember, Alyssa, teeth can be fixed, a cold heart cannot. Dang, a pastor Damn. told you that. She should know because I saw her throwback picture today. And Dang, did you see that? <laughs> I'm just saying. Somebody posted <laughs> underneath it. Did you see it? I'm in the Jersey Shore, bitch. Mm. <laughs> She does have a very like yes, face. Yes. And tan. <laughs> she was very tan. Yeah. So that happened. Another drama that is Chris and Alyssa related. Um, a friend of Chris's ex-girlfriend decided to go on Reddit and post the following. It was later deleted. So we'll go into that after this. But here is what she posted. I know Chris personally. His most recent ex-girlfriend is a friend of mine. They dated for about two years and he pushed her into buying a house with him. Months later, when he dumped her, he tried to stick her with the house. 
She found the contract to Married at First Sight show in his desk while she was moving out. He applied to the show before even breaking up with her. He is a true narcissist and is quite insecure. He has absolutely participated in this show to gain traction for his real estate career. Trust me when I say, when you meet and spend time with Chris, his personality is abrasive and cringy. His insecurities are abundant and it shows. Alyssa might not be a peach, and this is in uh, parentheses, though I honestly think she and her friends might simply be reacting to his personality. I've felt similarly, similarly put off by him. Close parentheses. He's also getting an edit of nice guy. He's not a nice guy. Edit. And she added this edit. Chris reached out to me today wanting to share screenshots to prove his timing for applying for the show was after he broke it off with his ex. He hasn't provided them yet, nor has he denied trying to get her to buy him out of the mortgage of the house. He urged her to buy with him. I'll just say this. I've spent time with Chris and thus my experience with him personally is not all hearsay. He He's smarmy and ingratiating to a point where many people have felt put off by him. Chris, since I know you're paying attention, I'm sharing this information because Alyssa is getting ripped to shreds on this sub and you're being praised as a total sweet, innocent guy. I don't know her and Alyssa might be a shit person, but I imagine just like you're not just an innocuous dude who's into frisbee golf and real estate, Alyssa is probably more than what the producers are choosing to show. You dig uncomfortably deep for approval from others. Perhaps you should stop trying to force long-term relationships via TV and do a little work on yourself so that you can actually show up for your partner instead of expecting him to come, expecting them to come out of the box perfectly matched to you. That being said, yes, duh, you guys are on this TV. Take the tea or leave it and enjoy the show. Dang. Now this was a comment underneath that. I dated Chris, unfortunately. Everything you said is so spot on. I never knew what a true narcissist was until I met him. Everything he does is for his own personal gain. He even talks down to his own mother. I ran soon after my friends and parents, after only meeting him once, told me how they don't have a good feeling about him. Even after he put on a show for them, his true colors came through. Definitely one of my biggest regrets was getting together with him in the first place. So dang. And then coupling that with the fact that since we were talking about them, uh, Married at First Sight fan, didn't they post this? Yes. Yes, they did. And apparently ended up deleting it because they received a DM. They didn't say from who, but we're (laughs) assuming Chris cursing them out and chastising them for putting up the post and sharing it. Um, She, they say that it's their policy not to, um, you know, post any DMs or anything like that unless they mm-hmm. get permission. So they just put it out, you know, vaguely. <laughs> but I yeah. mean, who else would it be? <laughs> right, right. So it definitely tracks. And I know we'll get into them later, but you can see little windows of this um, fake kind of niceness when he's talking to Alyssa. Oh, I'm so sorry you're feeling that way. You know, little things like the tone of his voice and his friends say, you know, he comes off condescending. That's it. It turns on and it turns off. And it's it's very interesting. Well, he's a self-proclaimed mass hole. Yep. So, but that was that uh, cheese man there. Let's move it along. Uh, Katina and Olajuwon. 
Meredith's first sight fans say they do stay together. They do uh, say yes on decision day, but they weren't sure if they were together or not. So someone on Reddit said that they got the scoop from one of Katina's friends and they said that she really liked him, but not for long. And they might actually get, be getting a divorce now. Um, she did keep saying that Elijah one was going to make great TV. Mm. So I guess that's to each their own. I think he's annoying. <laughs> <sighs> he's like a puppy. Just... Mm. <laughs> ADHD does jump right on out. <laughs> I mean, t- I, I'm not even talking about the ADHD. I'm talking about his, um, like, you know, you just married this woman and you're talking to your boys about, I'm going to bang her tonight, you know? I'm going to tie, if she wants me to tie her up, I'm going to do it. It's just like, dude, that's your wife now. You know, little things like that. Oh, yeah. doing the strip tease in front of your mother-in-law? Maybe not. It's gross. It's fine. <laughs> He just wanted to put those new skills that he learned at the bachelor party <laughs> to use. Oh, yeah. They're brand new. <laughs> Sound like that's his element or anything. His habitat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next, um, Noy and Steve, like we said, they say yes on decision date and they are still together. Um, I know a lot of people are talking about Steve being unemployed. Oh, well, someone on Reddit has a similar job and wanted to give their perspective. So here's what he or she says. That he's in the same industry as Steve. He's a sales engineer. Essentially a smart techie that sells tech to folks who may or may not understand what they need. Depending on your skill set, you can make very good as in low to mid six figures, not counting incentives or bonuses. If he's like many, I know he could float on his savings for months on months on end and uh, before having to worry about working again. This industry is given to mass layoffs. Anyone who works in this industry knows it's a possible occurrence, though no fault of your own, and positions themselves financially for it. This is what happened to Steve. His type of unemployed isn't like the guy who just got laid off of a steel mill or Walmart. Also, if you're even decently skilled and know how to sell to people at this time in the industry, you can get another job in a number of days if you so choose. So that doesn't necessarily worry me much, but I can see how someone not familiar would freak out about it and how the show plays it up for Max drama. Mm, shocker. I know. So yeah, that's the cheats meh. It's not really cheats meh, but it is interesting to know that. But we had said it before. We're not too, he doesn't seem stressed about it. So mm-hmm. we weren't too concerned. No, he didn't seem too concerned either. <laughs> Mm-mm. She's concerned with that salad. <laughs> I was like, girl, uh, you should be listening to him for real right now. <laughs> She's like, but this is so good. I'm so hungry. <laughs> I'm sure it's a long day. I'm sure she was starving. She was all about that salad. <laughs> I'm not mad. All right. So next, Jasmine and Michael, on decision day, they do get divorced and they are currently not together. Uh, someone on Clubhouse said that in December, someone who knows Mike said that they stayed together, then broke up after. They said that she's very manipulative and everything had to be her way. She wanted to come off a certain way on TV, and after decision day, she did him dirty. They did not say exactly what happened. Sad. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but which is interesting because some other person commented on, uh, I want to say in an Instagram post, where 
they told Jasmine, I can't wait to hang out with you and your husband. So mm-hmm. did you see that? Mm-hmm. So conflicting. So is it like your actual husband or like <laughs> your husband from TV? Like they were saying <laughs> that they can't wait to talk about him in the group chats or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that's all the cheese man I have, unless well, you have anything else to add. I know too. Speaking of Jasmina, uh, did you see where people are? People have seen. Uh, I guess there's a picture going around of her and uh, Alyssa together, and oh, they're yeah, like yeah. saying what that speaks to as far as her character by wanting to be friends with someone like someone like Alyssa, quote unquote. <laughs> since she's the villain this week, I guess so. I don't. Know. We'll go into Alyssa and all that, but. I feel like when you go through this experience, only the people who are there can attest to each other's character because we are only getting snippets of what they actually want us to show. So want to show us. Yeah. <laughs> I really like Jasmine. So I hope she doesn't. I know. I hope off. she doesn't turn out to be an asshole. I know. Don't Michaela us. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that's, that's all I got. Let's jump into this episode. First and foremost, Igby, do you have a title? I do. Season 14, episode 3, Beantown Wedding Throwdown. Uh-oh. Thank God these weddings are over. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's no way this needed to be three episodes <laughs> arc. It really didn't. Oh, man. Oh, back in the day, how many episodes uh, were the weddings? I don't remember. One or two? I don't remember. They didn't even okay. have as many couples, though, either. Mm. And they didn't do all this co-mingling and meeting each other and all. They didn't do any of that stuff. Oh, I They see, matched I the see. people and they got married. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't need to have a kickoff special and matchmaking and before the 90 and after party and all this other <laughs> shit. They just had the damn show where the experts match the people and they get married. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> well, times have they changed. Now we need eight hours of content a week <laughs> where they just show us the same clips over and over again. <laughs> like I we didn't know. see them last week. How many times did we have to hear Michael say he's going to be vulnerable? We get it. Please don't tell us anymore. If I hear the word vulnerable next episode, I'm going to scream. <laughs> Those lungs ready, baby. <laughs> All right. Let's start with uh, Noy and Steve. Let's. So last time we left this couple, Noi was freaking out and she's still freaking out and it's go time. She is ready to walk down the aisle and the whole time she's walking down the aisle, she's just like giggling and laughing. <laughs> no nerves at all. Nothing. Yeah. She's cool. So they introduce themselves and Noi finds out that her new name is Noi Moy and everybody laughs. <laughs> Steve's got jokes the whole time. Man, that's how you got to play it. I guess he was cool as a cucumber. He seemed like it. So right off the bat, they do the noise family and friends want you to know. Right off the bat, they're like, you got to know about this alter ego named Noisy. Just threw her right under that bus. I know. (laughs) She's a little wild, loves to dance. She's silly. She wears wigs. So enjoy her silly side. Her family and culture are very important to her. Prepare for a lot of calls from her mom and dad and siblings and enjoy the yummy home-cooked Laotian food. Her upbringing is unique. They hope he keeps a considerate and open mind to her. And of course, as soon as the guy utters these words, Noi starts crying. 
She's a hopeless romantic, and they hope he sweeps her off her feet and shows her the world she's always dreamed of. Super cute. I was wondering how long it was going to take for her to start crying. <laughs> I know. She's, just... she's been crying all day, so I was like, I... is she going to even make it down the aisle before she like bursts into tears? She did all right. She did okay. Um, it wasn't like, like, it wasn't something Steve would be like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So then it's Steve's turn. Steve's family and friends want you to know that he's from a big family. They love each other and spend a lot of time together. He has nine nieces and nephews, and they call him Funkle Stevie. They hope she likes kids as much as he does, and she says, I love you. Steve takes a lot of trips and will sometimes pack up and go somewhere in the spirit of the moment. Be ready for lots of adventures. He is ready to commit to a stranger and to take a lifetime adventure together. So keep your spirits free and your mind open and be with our beloved Stevie. And then we get to the vows, uh, noise vows. Steve, I know without knowing you that you and I are one and the same. We are two brave souls who have chosen to trust the unknown all while knowing that it would, could fulfill our wildest dreams. I can hardly wait to see how our life will unfold together. And there is so much I still have to learn about you, but what I know for sure is that you've given me hope that the best is yet to come. I'm so happy to finally meet you after all of this time. And if there's life after this, I promise to meet you there too. So cute. It looked like she had more. Mm -hmm. Like it looked like there was multiple pages and then she stopped because she was crying. <laughs> Keep it short and sweet. Yeah. Uh, and here's Steve's vows. He says he shortened it. Dear Svetlana, Patinka, or any other name my friends and family have given us as a placeholder for today. Noi. It's so nice to finally meet you. I've been waiting a lifetime for it. The only thing I know about you is that you're audacious enough to marry a stranger. So that's at least one thing we have in common. I'm going into this with an open heart, an open mind, and with the highest of hopes. I can't wait to see what unfolds and what we are capable of creating together as we begin what I hope is an adventure that lasts a lifetime. At this point, they exchange rings, and he does this cute thing where he brought an extra ring, but it's a ring pop. That was really cute. It was cute. It made her laugh. It did. At first she's like, oh, do I get two rings? <laughs> blingy blingy. <laughs> and it was a ring pot and she liked that anyway. So they pronounce them husband and wife. He asked if he can kiss her and she says yes. And they do a little peck. They walk down the aisle. But did you notice that they're like not touching? They're not hand in hand. They're just like on their own. Just walking side by side? Yeah, yeah, I thought that was funny. I didn't notice. Yeah, it was just, it looked awkward because they were just, like, Steve was pretending like he's in a parade waving to everybody. Mm. <laughs> so then they toast, they're, they're on their own, and they're doing some chit-chat with some champagne. Um, in an ITM, Steve says that he's attracted to her and that he already feels like there's chemistry there. Noi asked if he was nervous, and he says no. And she says she feels calm now, and that now that she's met him. But before she, her stomach was in knots, so much so that she thought she was going to have to go to urgent care. <laughs> and she says the fact that she feels comfortable now is a good sign. Uh, Steve agrees and, and says that they have good conversation and they had nice banter at the altar. So he's really, you know, he has high hopes and he's looking forward to this. In the ITM, she tells him that, you know, she thinks he's sweet and he's funny and she likes him even more after the ring pop. Steve says there's a lot of unknowns, but he thinks that they have a good chance. After this um, is when they start taking the family pictures. 
So Noi meets his mom and dad, and she says she likes how close he is with his family. Uh, Steve agrees. He says that when they were talking about family, her face just lit up, and he knows that the fundamentals are there. Her mom, again, comments on how handsome Steve is, and she's really digging the match. Noi says in the ITM that she's so proud of her parents and grateful for the life that they built for her and her siblings. Her brother said, her brother pulls Noi uh, aside and she said that Noi made Steve nervous and that he can tell because it was so obvious. You made him nervous. <laughs> her brother was she, serving it. <laughs> but then Noi was like, because I'm so stunning? Like question mark. <laughs> yes, girl, own it. So then, okay, and then uh, in another ITM, Noi continues and tells us that her past and her culture are a big deal for her. So it's important for Steve to embrace that and wants to develop relationships with her family. At this point, Noi comes out in the traditional Laotian dress and she offers uh, Steve this, oh, what is it called? A pabang? I'm, I'm pronouncing it wrong. Either way, it's a traditional Laotian sash, and it's customary for the bride and groom to match and wear that sash for celebrations. And so she said she's formally welcoming him welcoming him to the family. She looked great. They did. And how cool is it that she gets a, a second dress to wear <laughs> to her wedding? Right? Whole That's awesome. brand new outfit. Yes. I love it. And looked way more comfortable than the wedding dress. <laughs> probably was yeah and that's where she was wearing those beige shoes which makes more sense i don't remember if that's the same shoes she wore for her wedding dress it is it was okay i didn't like them for the wedding dress but either way um and steve is all about it in the voiceover he says in 50 years he wants to tell his grandchildren that their grandparents took one of the biggest risks that anyone could imagine and ended up bringing two amazing families together he feels like this is a solid match They then like thank each other and then it's time to party. So at the reception, they have this really awkward first dance (laughs) where they don't know where to put their hands or anything like that. As Steve asked when the last last time she slow danced and she says she can't remember, but at least she hasn't forgotten. So this is a trope now. This is is production making them ask this. Like nobody says that in real life. Let alone does every couple say it at every wedding. (laughs) Right. Yeah, this is a pattern. Uh, I guess they just didn't want silence during the <laughs> during the dance. dance yeah. Because they can't find royalty-free music <laughs> to play. <laughs> but they're cute. The whole time they're giggling. Um at this point, Noi asks what how many kids Steve wants, and mm-hmm. he says two, and she says she wants three. He says he can do three. Um, at this point, the guests at the reception clink their glasses for a kiss and they have a little small peck. After this is when we get the good stuff from there, even though they, their storyline is a little boring, but just because they're so normal. But <laughs> yeah. this is where they bring up the unemployment stuff. Um, so they're both sitting down for dinner and they're commenting on how like everything's so pretty and she's so excited and she wants everybody to have a good time with good music and have fun. And then she asks about his work. So he then tells her that he worked as a sales engineer uh, prior to December and then he was laid off and then he went on a four month road trip and she asked, well, were you thinking of living somewhere else or were you just sightseeing? And he's like, it's just a road trip. He went South, he went down the coast, he met up with some friends 
had a little reset, and then he was going to start looking for work, but then Married at First Sight happened. That's not what he told us last week. <laughs> In an ITM, noise like, so Steve is actually unemployed. He's in between jobs, but he sounds like someone who could figure it out and she's not too concerned about it. Yeah. They ask her about it too on um, After Party, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, okay. So after this, you know, they do the cake thing. He promises he's not going to put cake in the face. Um, And then there's this really awkward conversation with Noy's brother and Steve. (laughs) So Noy's brother asks Steve, what's going to happen tonight? And Steve's like, we just met. I don't think anything's going to happen. I think we're just going to have some conversations, figure out, go to sleep, figure out how it feels to be a married couple and, you know, just wake up as a married couple. And her brother says, so what's going to, so nothing's going to happen before you wake up? And Steve reiterates, I don't believe so. And the brother continues, I'm not trying to push buttons. He's just curious and there's nothing wrong with it either way because they're married. And Steve again says, you know, he just wants an established connection before anything like that happens. And then the brother says, well, don't not be affectionate. She's not the chaser. She gets chased. So if you don't chase her, someone else will, which I hope not because she's married. (laughs) Do you think she sent the brother like, yo, drop some hints that I'm DTF? <laughs> I don't know. Because she he... didn't seem to have any qualms about it when they were talking about it before, like at the bachelorette party and stuff. She was so strange about the kissing, which was, you know, she's like, just a peck. Like, she was very, I don't know, kind That's... of minimizing her want, you know? It's two different things. I guess. They're married. Who cares? But I, it, yeah, he's not ready for it, I guess. Um, after this, they, you know, it's the end of the reception. They're leaving. They go away in a horse and carriage. And then it takes them to the hotel. Noi, you know, goes on about how cute the bed is. They both lay down in it and all the roses. Uh, she then needs to, she needs help taking off her, her outfit. And, of course, they start playing, you know, the sexy time music. (laughs) That phrase is retired. Oh, man, sexy time. (laughs) It's done. What's your face ruined it? (laughs) Memphis. Memphis. Ugh, mighty day. That's a whole nother enchilada there. Um, Steve goes on, as far as sexual expectations today, he noticed a look in her eye. He definitely felt the chemistry, but there's absolutely no rush. And noise in the bathroom, and and she said that she's going to be wearing her dorky glasses. She's more tired than self-conscious. She hopes that he likes them because she can't see without them. And um, and that's about it. They go to bed, and they cuddle, and they're just too cute. Yeah, that was, that was it. Refreshing. <laughs> yes, just two normal people with a normal wedding with normal families. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. (laughs) Weird haired brothers and, you know. (laughs) Both brothers are fabulous. But they both have weird hair. Different hair. This is true. Let me not call it weird. But yeah, it was regular, degular, schmegular. I loved it. Um, Let's go on to something that wasn't quite regular, degular. (laughs) Let's do Chris and Alyssa next. All right. So we open to our cliche wedding morning uh, montage where uh, 
Alyssa's bridesmaids, Taylor, Carly, and Caitlin all jump into bed with her. And they're like, oh my God, it's your wedding. <laughs> now, isn't Alyssa the one that had the fake bridesmaids? I want to say yes. I'm 99% sure okay. that it was her. And that had the Twitter going nuts because people were like, wait, what? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, apparently like her real friends pissed her off and got the boot. <laughs> And I want, I didn't have time, but I wanted to look back and see if they were the same people that were at the dress shop. The only thing I did notice was um, the maid of honor mm-hmm. had a shirt that had some sort of brand on it, right? Mm-hmm. Later on, when Alyssa's doing her makeup, they don't show that person's head, but it's the same shirt. It's the same shirt as the maid of honor at the beginning. Mm. so because i know i know the like the glam people that they had had uh yes well, branded so made of honor mm. but they did, chose not to show her head i see says the blind man <laughs> so that's just the word on the street so. that's just the word Alyssa doesn't have any friends whoa <laughs> <laughs> i would never imagine that but her dogs hey. are her friends duh Oh, that's it. Penelope, ride Mm -hmm. or die. So again, they're all in the bed and she says that she's really excited. She's not nervous. They all put their hands in and, you know, they hope he's hot. That's what they (laughs) cheer on and, you know, they throw it up. Next, we go over to Chris with his groomsmen in his hotel room. They're talking about how he should be nervous. His friend says that he woke up nervous and he's not even the one getting married. Uh... This is when Chris describes himself as a serial monogamous. He's been in a lot of long relationships, but it was never with the person he was going to marry. If this is the best way to find that person, then he's all in. He feels very confident that this is going to be a great match because he trusts the process and the expert. Again, I don't know why. Have you never seen the show? (laughs) Chris said that people have been asking him what he thinks his wife is going to look like, and he says he's trying to do the opposite and not think about it at all. She's just going to look like his wife once he sees her. (laughs) He thinks that if you come into the married at first sight process for the right reasons, then it should be a no brainer. The reward is going to be a long loving marriage because these experts do such a good job at matching these people (laughs) with their perfect match. Oh man, he's going to find out. He says, you know, he's hoping to find his partner and his best friend there's no risk he wouldn't take to find that so then we go back to uh, him and his friends and they're still talking about nerves his one friend nick says that you know they all know that he's nervous so he just needs to say it out loud and then he finally says it out loud okay i am feeling a little bit nervous and then they start joking around (laughs) with him about whether he's sure he wants to get married or not So then we cut back to the ladies. Alyssa's friend Carly is doing her makeup. I don't remember if that's the main one or not. Mm. If she has a nose ring? I don't remember. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter. Um, She's saying that it's wild that none of them are married, but Alyssa was in a serious relationship two years ago, and now she's getting married today. Now, didn't she say before she was the only one out of her friends that wasn't married? Yes. Okay, red Every flag number one. two. I know. I'm just, <laughs> We're yeah. finding the holes, people. <laughs> Editors, you can't trick us. <laughs> we see <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Fake ass friends. They're doing a great job, though. That's true. Like, yeah, nobody thought any the otherwise, I guess. <laughs> uh, they all say that it 
doesn't make sense that, you know, she's getting married now. But in an interview, Alyssa says that she wants to find a husband, not a boyfriend. At 30 years old, she thought she would have at least been engaged by now. Uh, she says after her and her ex broke up, she went on so many dates and not one person is anything like what she was looking for. Hmm. She calls it an absurd pattern that you are perpetuating. <laughs> You're the problem. <laughs> Uh, she says that she chose to get married at first sight and she put it out into the universe what she wants. She's, you know, trying to manifest it. She says that if she felt like it wasn't going to work, her gut would tell her so. And she's usually right about her gut feelings. Uh, they go back to her getting her makeup done and she's saying that she obviously wants the process to work out, but she also has realistic expectations. She says it's not realistic to go into this thinking everything is going to be perfect. Yet that's exactly what you do. <laughs> so, okay. well, here's the thing, cuz when they talk to the experts, they tell them what's important, and she reiterates over and over again that the looks are important to her. Yes. So, I would think follow-up questions would be what in the looks is important? And right off the bat, she's going to say teeth, tall, tan, and probably some other stuff, right? Mm -hmm. I'm so, sure she did. Yeah, I'm sure she did. And so <laughs> why would you give her the opposite? You know, and I'm sure personality, you know, personality grace, Chris will find out that that's not what he wants either. Right. You know what I mean? So they're both, it just, it's, it just sucks for both of them that this drama is being created at their expense when they both knew what they wanted. Welcome sucks. to Married at First Sight. I know. <laughs> So in an interview, Chris says that he doesn't have a ton of nerves about the wedding in particular because part of his job is to help coach people through multi-million dollar potential transactions. Okay, Chris, now you know that um, your information is uh, readily publicly available <gasps> on the see? internet. We can see just like uh, our last realtor, Michaela. <laughs> If that's a term you're losing, using loosely. <laughs> and it is. <laughs> did you look him up yet? Um, people did. Uh, okay. He's yeah. on Zillow. Uh, he had sold nine properties. The most being, I think, around 800000 mm. Which, I mean. It's a lot. For the, for the area, I don't know. I'm sure real estate is out the wazoo in New England. Mm. Yeah, that's true. So... It might sound like a lot, but not actually be considering the market that that much. Or, you know, multi-million dollars could be your average place because I know what you can get here versus what you can get there is like day and night. Right, right, right. Um, but, you know, he's saying, uh, again, in his analogy that if he panics about, you know, closing on a house, that there's a chance that or there's no chance that the buyer is going to be feeling good about the transaction either. Like, why are you nervous? <laughs> That's an yeah. alarm to me. <laughs> so he says he basically has a mode in his brain that just clicks on where he can just keep calm and say, yeah, things are crazy, but you have to maintain control. He is like a duck in the water underneath the surface. The feet are going a mile a minute, but on top, everything is cool and calm. He says his goal for the day is to come across as comfortable because he thinks that's going to help her feel comfortable too. They go back to him and his groomsmen having a glass of champagne. One of them asks if he's going to be the jetpack, aka the big spoon. I never heard jetpack. I've never heard that either. But he says, you know, he's a real man and any real man is comfortable being the big spoon or the little spoon. Amen. 
and also wearing pink. He's a big, huge pink guy. <laughs> so then we go back to Alyssa getting ready. There's a voiceover of her saying that physical appearance and personality are very important. For her, there has to be a physical attraction. She hopes she walks down the aisle and is happy with what she sees at the end. And she, you know, hopes he feels the same way too. Then we see her friend giving her a gift from Chris. Uh, she reads the first sentence of the little note and starts to get emotional. So then the bridesmaid basically ends up reading, ends up reading the rest of the note. To sum it up, he's basically saying that they both made a lot of decisions to make it to this point and that he hopes the experts match them well and that they're a good fit for each other. He's glad that she followed the compass of her heart. And they don't show the gift in the episode, but Chris being the gem he is, uh, while this was airing, posted on Instagram a picture of the gift and the note that I guess he took before, you know, he gave it off to production. And basically it was a necklace with a little compass um, medallion. Yeah. Uh, but now his, uh, I think now his Instagram is private. I think he mm, turned it off. I know he deleted that ASAP. Oh, did he? Yeah. Uh-huh, interesting. Uh, and uh, he has a thing with compasses. I think his realty group is has compass in the name or something like that. So this is like a thing for him. Okay. Ew. Is it? Is it? Mark secret marketing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. He's an he. They talk about it on uh, after party. He's another. We got another nickname that he's trying to make happen. Ugh. What is it? The professor. Why? Because he's a teacher. Didn't you just hear me say that he, you know, has to coach people all the time through his job? And I guess. his YouTube, I guess he's known as the real estate professor. So he's trying to make this professor thing take off more than it is. Yeah, I guess. So after that, we go to an interview where Alyssa is really reiterating that she hopes he's cute. <laughs> and he thinks she's cute more than anything else. <laughs> That's really, really important. She has said it several times now. And you know the producer's like, okay, tell me one more time uh, what what you're looking for when you first walk down the aisle. Oh, tell me again. What's important to you? Like, just trying to get her to say it as many times as possible. Right. In as many different ways as they can cut mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is when her parents come up to the room and, you know, they do their pre-wedding pep talk. Her mom says that she looks beautiful and her dad says he can't stop smiling every time he looks at her. It's all very sweet. The bridesmaid asks the parents if this is how they pictured Alyssa's wedding day and they say no and like <laughs> laugh it off. But it's going to be fun. Alyssa then explains that she decided to walk herself down the aisle because her dad isn't able to walk that far. I guess he's had a lot of um, back issues and surgeries. So she decided she was, you know, going to be an independent woman and walk by herself and then i know you've said in the past too that they do this over and over mm-hmm. and over again because e- even though like from a normal viewer's perspective it's just a short walk it's not when you have to do it 20 Six times. times yeah yeah <laughs> so they can keep getting different angles and mm-hmm. different shots yeah she says that it's fate that brought them all here and it is meant to be so there's nothing to be nervous about she's ready to go she puts them ugly ass boots on and says that the reward is worth the risk. She's ready to walk down the aisle. So in the next scene, we see Chris. He's talking to his mom before the ceremony. She asks him if he's nervous, and he says yes. Uh, but she tells him to be happy, that trust and communication will carry 
the marriage into the next 50 years. She gives him a big final hug and kiss and tells him that she hopes he'll be very happy. So next scene, we see them walking down the aisle together. Uh, Chris is worried about Alyssa's parents because he's a stranger. They don't know him and they may not trust him with their daughter. But he wants them to know that he is somebody that isn't like that at all. His integrity means everything to him. Before Alyssa walks down the aisle, her bridesmaid tells her, you know, I want you to go out there, be positive, have good energy. Like, oh, I was like, okay, what is this pep talk? <laughs> but she says, the bridesmaid says, you know, that's what you need to bring into your relationship. Start everything out on a high note. Alyssa says that in the best case scenario, he's tall, tan, maybe a little scruffy beard. Uh, there has to be physical attraction <laughs> from the beginning. <laughs> That's extremely important. We get it. You've said it 10 times. We get it. It's important. And then just to drive it home some more, her bridesmaid tells her, you know, make sure you smile because your teeth are so white and beautiful and pretty. You know, they told her to say that. <laughs> and this is when we get the shady production where they take the opportunity to zoom in on Chris's not so perfect smile. Alyssa accompanies that by saying if she turns the corner and he has snaggle teeth, she'll have to say, that was fun while it lasted. Is there a dentist in the room? Oh, cringe. She says that there's nothing that can stop her from walking down the aisle and she needs to see what's there first and then she can make her judgments. Again, she reiterates that she hopes she <laughs> likes what she sees <laughs> at the end of the aisle. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Oh, Chris says that he's very nervous because this is a life-changing moment. Who he is now is not who he's going to be in the next 10, 15, 20 minutes, however long it takes for the ceremony to take place. Next shot, we see Alyssa coming around the corner. They again show Chris grinning in slow motion. <laughs> they are trolling the hell out of us. Uh, but Alyssa makes her way down the aisle. She's already getting emotional by the time she gets to the altar and she says to him that she's a little nervous uh chris compliments her on her bouquet and on her dress and of course she has to say did you see my shoes and show them ugly ass boots again <laughs> uh but he says they're awesome and laughs it off he loves them yeah he loves them they're great <laughs> that's awesome uh, i'm already learning so much more about you so this this also goes to what one of the groomsmen said last episode is the don't pretending. Yeah. Don't be fake. Don't try and be someone you're not. Hmm. But this is like he's on. Like it's his realtor mode. Yep. He's trying to be charming. Yep. He says something to that effect later. Or maybe he said it on. He said it on after party. Hmm. Nonetheless, Alyssa's family and friends tell Chris that he's an incredibly lucky man. She's a straight shooter who will speak her mind, the good or the bad. She's very honest and forthright, but sometimes that's to a fault. It could be a little too much of both. Uh, he'll always know if something is bothering her. Her face will say it all. They also tell him that Alyssa loves dogs, especially 10-year-old Penelope. And he would need to accept being second to Penelope sometimes. <laughs> she has a huge heart and would make him feel honored and special in each and every way, every day. Her, they weren't kidding. They weren't kidding about her face saying it all hmm. because her face said it all <laughs> during these vows and these words of wisdom and they, they showed it. <laughs> Just think. Mm -hmm. 
So Chris's loved ones shared with Alyssa that he's extremely driven and goal achieving. Uh, but because of that, that makes him a bit of a workaholic. Um, they advised for Alyssa to encourage him to take a break. They kind of kept it short and sweet at that. So this is a point where they exchange vows that they've written for each other. He's been searching for a woman he can grow with and share in life's greatest successes. He says that he's looking for a woman that shares in his willingness to take big risks because those often lead to the biggest rewards. He wants to communicate his thoughts, feelings, desires, and his vulnerabilities. He vows to bring adventure and excitement and joy to her life. He promises to hear and listen to her words, actions, and feelings. Chris said that he would earn Alyssa's trust every day as her husband, partner, and best friend. Starting today, he vows to build love with her and is excited to start on their new journey. Aww, their short new journey. <laughs> yeah. Alyssa starts her vows by thanking him for signing up for this crazy adventure. Although it's unconventional, something told her to trust her gut and take the leap of faith. She said, speaking of leaps, she does love animals more than people to the point that she would jump out of a moving car to save a dog. She vowed to be honest and direct with Chris as well as treat him with kindness and respect and to treat each day in the future as a new adventure. They exchange their rings and kiss. He does ask her if it's okay to kiss her. I was surprised she said yes. I was really surprised she said yes. Yeah. Maybe she was thinking, oh, maybe he'll be a good kisser and it'll be worth it. <laughs> but that kiss isn't like a real kiss. Yeah, it's true. Even when she was delivering her vows, they were so like deadpan. Like she's so like riddled with disappointment. Yeah. So at this point, uh, the officiant pronounces them men and wife. Um, I don't know which one of them is Jewish. I think it's her. Uh, but I, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Because when they talk later, based on, not to stereotype, but based on her last name, I think last it's name, her. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they put the glass down. You know, they break it together. Um, nobody gives them a mazel, but I think that's <laughs> frowned upon nowadays. I don't know. Is it? I think so. Well, also, not to... Not to downplay the ceremony, but mm. it's not in a synagogue. You know what I mean? It's not. But they got not. married under a chuppah. I know, yeah, once they were going back when they were leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, it's, you can see the canopy up. It wasn't a rabbi. We don't know that. Mm. Oh, okay. Good point. I'm just, I'm just going off of my stuff, like Catholicism. Mm-hmm. Like when we went to marriage classes, my husband has been married before and they're like, that doesn't count because it's not in the church. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. Then we're good to go. <laughs> Just saying. I don't know if it's the same, but. Nonetheless, they're married. <laughs> uh, Chris says that he found Alyssa to be really attractive and thought she was both beautiful and fantastic and he's just over the moon he also very strangely tells us that she smells good he doesn't know what about her smells good <laughs> whether it's like her hair products or perfume or what but she smells good yeah. and that's the beginning of a spark for him I guess <laughs> so during their first conversation we get another nickname uh, her initials are A-C-E, oh, and yeah. she says some of her friends call her Ace. Uh, she tells him that for a living, she does social media and marketing for a construction company as well as animal rescue. So I'm 100% sure she's on Reddit right now. I'm sure she's got like the bomb-ass lurker Instagram account. <laughs> 
Like, I'm sure she's all over this and it's like, oh, my yeah. nose is going to come out clean, <laughs> period. Uh, he tells her again he loves those ugly ass boots and that's when they start talking about horses and he asks if um, if he ri- or she asks if he rides and he says that he hasn't since he was little. Uh, then he asks if she has a horse and she says no. And he says, do you want one? And she says, are you going to buy me one? You know, she kind of lights up there. <laughs> I mean, if you get a free horse out of it. Right? <laughs> Go for it. He goes on to tell her that his sister actually owns horses in Florida. Uh, then they start talking more about hobbies. He brings up that he plays the disc golf. And she's like, I don't know what the hell that is. That he's the VP of the disc golf association. <laughs> right. Uh, he says that 90% of people say they don't know what it is when he tells them, which should be a sign to you, don't lead off with that because no one knows what you're talking about or cares. Yeah. And that's literally what happens in an ITM. She says, oh my fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll let him teach me how to play, but I'm not taking this up. Did you also see that his wedding favor was a, di- a disc golf frisbee? Yes. With the Married at First Sight logo on it. Yes. He also posted that on his Instagram before he started deleting things. So yeah, that was their wedding favor. Um, Next, we see them going to take pictures together. Chris is telling her a little bit about his career in real estate. And she says, yeah, he looks like a real estate agent. (laughs) So I guess Chris's goal of looking professional (laughs) worked, but not the way he thought it was going to. (laughs) so we see the photographer who's shooting them she's uh you know letting them know that her assistant is going to fix Alyssa. you know just smoothing out her dress making sure everything Mm -hmm. looks right and chris immediately says you don't need anything fixed about you and she just kind of looks at him like (laughs) in an interview we see him saying if he had a type Alyssa would fit into it Alyssa, on the other hand is finding taking pictures awkward because she's not a mushy person For example, the photographer asks Alyssa to get close to Chris and kind of lay her head on his chest and she shut that shit down. She's like, Mm -hmm. no, I wouldn't do that. Now, would she do it if we're going to throw it out there because there was the rumors of Alyssa and Ryan, right? Mm -hmm. If it was a Ryan there instead of a Chris, would she do it? Yes. Uh She's not attracted to him. Yeah. That's it, period. 100%. She also tells the photographer... Don't ask them to do anything like romantic or intimate. We're not making out. We're not kissing. None of that. I'm going to stand right here and he going to stand right there and then take the picture. Yep. <laughs> Chris, you know, the edit they're giving him, he's trying to make lemons into lemonade. And he says he appreciates how blunt she is. And, you know, that she's being direct about her dislike for PDA. That makes it easier for him. So he knows, you know, there's boundaries. But he, you know, says he's kind of an affectionate person. But nonetheless, I don't see any red flags. <laughs> says he doesn't see any red flags with her at all he's blinded he just thinks she's hot (laughs) like yes okay whatever you want so we go to their reception again chris is being very complimentary towards her Uh, he tells her while they're sitting down that he loves the sparkle of her dress and she barely says thank you she says yeah i know that's why i got it Uh, In an ITM, Chris says that he's excited because he's gone through months and months of the Married at First Sight process, and now it all gets put together, and he's ready to give his all to this relationship because now he knows where to point his focus. He's got his wife, and he can, you know, zoom down on that. So we go back to them at the table. 
and he asked Alyssa why she decided to do Married at First Sight. She says that she felt like she dated everyone and couldn't find the right person. So why not try this? He agrees, again saying that the reward, the upside is huge. In a voiceover, we hear him say, this is the greatest first date ever. And tomorrow's (laughs) going to be our second one. And we're just going to keep knocking it out the park. Oh my God. This could be an amazing love story. That needs to be on the bingo card because people say it all the time. (laughs) It's going to be amazing. So then they start talking about their living situation. And I guess she wants to live in situate and doesn't care if that's not where he wants to live because that's where she's going to live and you don't have a choice. <laughs> and he's kind of like, uh, okay. <laughs> we'll talk about that one later, I guess. <laughs> Note taken for now, though. Uh, at this point, the guests start clinking the glasses for them to kiss. Alyssa totally ignores it, saying that she doesn't succumb to peer pressure and she's not going to... She, not going for it to chris's credit i think he does say hey guys no don't do it (laughs) and an interview chris says that he's kind of in the dark he doesn't really have an idea whether she likes him or not or whether or not she finds him attractive he hopes so because he thinks she's absolutely beautiful then they flip to Alyssa, saying that she goes by her gut instinct and they show a shot of her telling him if it's not meant to be then it won't (laughs) tone changed yep Uh, she got in this situation because she wanted to find a partner but it's been a really long day at this point and she doesn't know if she's going to be chris's forever wife because this is a really high stress situation they've only (laughs) known each other for a couple of hours at this point and she can't sit there and say that she's feeling one way or another she says she needs some time to put everything together baby you don't have no time Mm -mm. this is it you already married this man (laughs) It's too late. (laughs) So we see Chris with Alyssa's bridesmaids and they tell him she doesn't always go for nice guys typically. So Chris might be out of her comfort zone. And they say it at the same time, which makes me think that production told them to say this. Mm -hmm. Since, especially if these aren't her actual friends that know her at all. Yeah. Uh, Chris responds that he's like, I don't know why he said this. He's like, I'm an asshole just like my friends. Basically, that was weird. (laughs) That was a weird thing to say. But he has the toughest skin in the world. He's not worried. He thinks they'll be fine. So then he asks the bridesmaids if they think that she likes him. And they say, yeah, I'm sure she does. I mean, we like you. So same difference. (laughs) But they do let him know that Alyssa does take a little bit of work. She's probably not going to want to sleep with him. Like literally sleep. Yeah, in the same bed with him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So they advise him as far as physicality goes, just kind of go with the flow. She's going to take it very slow. Just meet her where she is. Yeah. Um, She might even be standoffish, you know, on the wedding night, but don't get offended. That's just how she is. That's her personality. She's not lovey-dovey cuddle bug, which I mean, I get it. Yeah. But yeah, it's the end of the night. And they're getting into the back of like a vintage pickup truck. That's their getaway car from the reception. Mm -hmm. Uh, In a voiceover, we hear Chris say that he's finally married and he's very excited. It's intense. And Alyssa is an impressive woman, both physically and otherwise. He hopes they can build a strong relationship as they figure it all out. And then (laughs) we get... To the hotel. We see a like behind the scenes footage looking clip of Chris 
basically sitting in the lobby by himself and he's saying <laughs> to a producer, I don't know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> then the next thing we see is a set of closed doors and we get audio of Alyssa saying that she hates people who are pushy and that come off condescending. The producer asks her, you know, what she's talking about. And she said that Chris's friend straight up told her that's how he is. And it was a total turnoff for her. Uh, in an interview, she also says that they were in an elevator together and he commented that he's just her side piece, which I don't <laughs> think he meant in a bad way. No. I think he meant like, you're the star she's of the day. Beautiful. I'm just- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just here. Yeah. Um, but this- you know, she audibly groans and says that it makes her sick. It's so immature. He's normally not her type whatsoever. And at this point, she starts crying and says that she doesn't want to get upset and she doesn't want this to be on camera and literally walks off the interview. Yeah. Sorry, bitch, you signed a contract. Well, it doesn't seem to matter. Uh, <laughs> they cut back to Chris again, sitting by himself in the lobby and we hear more audio from Alyssa saying they're just so different and she does not feel comfortable sleeping in the same room as him. She does not see one characteristic in him that she asked for. So she's asking asking the producer if she like has to sit down and tell him this or what, like what do they do in this situation? Uh, the producer basically tells her that, yeah, you need to talk to him because he has no idea what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. He's just, again, sitting in the lobby by himself, twiddling his thumbs. So then we see Alyssa come out of this conference room where she was meeting with those producers and she walks up to Chris, sits down. First, she apologizes for making him you know, sit around and wait. He says, that's okay. He had a feeling something was going on obviously. <laughs> she said she just needed some time to get her thoughts together and figure out what was best to say. She said that there's been some things that just don't sit right with her. He's totally confused. He says, I don't know what happened. I had a really good day and, you know, I'm sorry if I did anything. Um, he, at this point, asks her, you know, what are we going to do from here? And she says she thinks it's best they just get some sleep. He asks her if there's anything she wants to know from him. And she says, no, not right now. So then he's like, okay, well, sorry to hear that. <laughs> and she just gets up and walks away. Yeah. And he's just left in the lobby looking totally rejected. I know. That was pretty sad. Has this ever happened? I, hmm, I'm trying to think if anybody just like didn't go through with it. I don't think so. No? I don't think so. I can't remember. It's been too many seasons. Yeah. I, I do want to say that, you know, of course she's disappointed from the get-go. But as soon as she talks to the friends, it that's that's the turning point. She's like, yeah. well, not only am I not attracted to him, but he's an asshole too. You know, I think at that before that, she's like, oh, I signed up for this. I'm just gonna do it. We'll see what happens. Da, 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 da. And then as soon as they say something, and dude, why are your bros telling her this? You know, don't say he's condescending. That's the absolute wrong word to say to somebody, especially the first thing you tell them ever. <laughs> Yeah, they're terrible, they're, terrible friends. <laughs> we'll get into it when we talk about after party because that's only half the story, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Mm -mm. But yeah, that's Alyssa and Chris. Mm -mm. All right, well, let's move it along. Let's go to Jasmina and Michael. Not a whole lot of them this episode. No, not a whole lot of them or the the next few couples. Um, you know, the big chunk was, of course, the uh, Alyssa Chris drama, and of course, Noe and Steve's. Uh, wedding but yeah with jasmine and michael we see them they're actually having dinner together 
Again, the guests clinked their glasses. I think this is all production too. I don't think anybody clinked glasses at my wedding. I don't think this is like something people think about. It is. It's a thing. Is it? Yeah. Is it a thing? I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember that. I might have been plastered too, though. I had lots of margaritas. Um. Anyway, <laughs> so they clink the drinks and they kiss, but Mike, Mike has to take gum out of his mouth first. <laughs> She's like, oh, wait a minute. But he's just trying to stay fresh for her. In an ITM, uh, Michael says he's experienced a lot of loss, so it's hard to let people in. But he's looking for love and and to have a companion. He had to take a big leap to come to for that to come into fruition, and he's glad he he did. Um, she's compassionate. She comes from a big family. She's into things he's not into, but that's exciting because he can get into her world and learn more about her. He's excited to speak with her and get to know her better. So then they're having conversation at the dinner table. She asks if he's a pet lover and he says, yeah, but his schedule's so crazy. So she then, you know, follows up asking about a schedule. So it turns out Michael is up at 4 a.m. Monday through Friday and does not come home till 7, 7.30. She has like immediate worry on her face. <laughs> like she's not going to spend any time with her husband whatsoever. She then asks about the weekends, and he says that's sporadic too because he has four clients, so it's hard to say um, what goes on on the weekend. In a voiceover, Jasmina says in past relationships, she's been in a bad habit of being with people who are emotionally unavailable. She deserves to serve somebody who puts her first. Marriage is not a joke to her. She takes it very seriously, and she hopes Michael is on the same page with her. So I knew the schedule thing. I called it. I knew it was going to be a problem. Yeah. Yep. We'll see how much of a problem it is. It's just, um, you, you said he's a personal trainer, right? Mm-hmm. And we still don't know what her job is, do we? No. Mm, I don't remember. But that's a lot of time to not spend with your wife. <laughs> that's right. a lot. And yeah, I wonder how he's going to have to juggle it around because we know that they do have production schedule like they do have to shoot so many hours yeah. a day so does that mean he's gonna have to be going extra early or going extra late to yeah. still accommodate business i you know that's what i was gonna follow up with is like because i do know people take time off of their job just mm-hmm. to do this mm-hmm. so and if he takes time off of his job he loses those clients exactly so mm, that's rough but and being on the show, that opens you to a whole new pool of people. Oh, yeah. His DMs will definitely blow up. For sure. Um, next, we see them cutting the cake. The whole top of their cake comes off, which was really funny. It looked fake, <laughs> like styrofoam or something, I right? Think, I think it might have been. I don't know. That was strange. <laughs> After this, Jasmina is meeting up with his sisters. And his sisters are so sweet. And they're super welcoming. They say that... Um, All they want is for her to embrace him, be patient. He needs a little extra love now and again. Um, And then they bring up the loss of their mother. And that if she noticed, they're all wearing the pink pins that represent uh, breast cancer. And they're presenting her with her own pin because now she's part of their family. And immediately, Jasmine is like, I'm going to cry, you guys. It's so sweet. Super sweet. She says, now, now you are the sis. Um, just like she, their mother was watching over him today, uh, she's also watching over her. In a voiceover, mm-hmm. Jasmine says that she, I know, that's so freaking sweet. Um, in a voiceover, Jasmine says she likes how open they are. It makes her feel like she's part of the family and that they actually accept her. It means a lot to her that they gave her that. 
one sister asks if they have if she has any family traditions and she's like no that her parents are divorced she had split holidays and she likes the fact that they're all together for each holiday so they tell her that she's one of them now it was always mike and the girls for the longest time and now it's mike his wife and the girls after this we see mike with her mom and stepdad um the mom of course asks what his intentions are which i also think is funny because they're already married. Like, that's his intention. <laughs> but another uh, another person asked this as well. So mm, it's interesting. Is this another trope, right? Yeah. Uh, initially, he's going to be his full self with her. He's ready to be vulnerable in ways he hasn't done before in order to make this work. The mother says she appreciates this because uh, Jasmina needs someone who's vulnerable, but not too vulnerable. The stepdad then interjects and says, you don't want to be a weak of mine in the family, but at the same time, don't bully her because then you have to talk to me. He has to find the middle ground and compromise. The stepdad says that sometimes it's best not to say anything than say something. And then Mike looks at him kind of like with like the questioning looks and he's like, is that your best advice? Is that the advice I should take? And the mom then interjects and says, no, he's talking about his own situation. <laughs> She says, when it comes to just Nina, quiet is not good. She likes lots of communication. And if you want to build a strong foundation, you got to start there. After that, I think that went really well with the mother. Uh, she seems pretty cool with him at this point. Yeah, she's come. She's coming around. Yeah, definitely. Uh, then we see uh, Michael trying to do a little magic mic dance with the garter tradition. <laughs> it's kind of funny. And then we see them um, leaving, right? So they leave under the fireworks, the sparklers, and then they head over to the hotel. Uh, Michael carries Jasmina over the threshold and, you know, then they see the bed and everybody always, you know, it was a really cute setup what they have in there, the roses and, and whatnot. Uh, Jasmina makes a note and says that she's never done this before. She's never had someone do the rose petal bit for her. Please don't ever do that. <laughs> Ruins the sheets. Um, Who's cleaning that up? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> housekeeping, unfortunately. Yeah, luckily they're in a hotel, but if there's anywhere else. Like, don't do that in my house. I'm not cleaning that shit up. <laughs> Period. Well, hopefully the man who does it also cleans it up. <laughs> yeah. So he gives her a rose that's on the nightstand, and then she giggles and gives him the other one that's on her nightstand. <laughs> In an ITM, uh, Michael says that he loves her smile. He's had issues in the past with being open and vulnerable, but he's super attracted to her because she doesn't take herself too seriously all the time. She likes to joke, and it lets him know that he can let his guard down and be his goofy self. We have not seen goofy Michael yet. He says there's a good chemistry, and he doesn't know where the night will go, though. Um, and then we cut to Jessamina and she is taking off her makeup. She says she's very excited to wake up next to someone because she hasn't done that in a really long time. They're strangers, but she, but he's made her feel very comfortable and she knows that he's going to be a perfect gentleman. She hopes that he's a cuddler because she likes to cuddle too. And then they're in bed and, uh, yeah, they cuddle and they're cute and that's it. Yep. No funny business. No funny business. I don't think anything's going to go down on wedding night. Nah, I don't. But there's <laughs> always that one couple, and they show them the next day, and they're like, "Ugh, yeah, yep, <laughs> <laughs> might have done some stuff." 
or there was some one couple like a few seasons ago where they just had the condom wrapper on the floor just oh, for production to just zoom in on. <laughs> like, damn, you didn't even try to try. <laughs> but yeah, so far so good for them. We'll yeah. see. Hopefully they can make it work. I hope so. I hope so. They're too cute. Um, and I love their families. They're, they yeah. come from good people. Yeah. All right. Let's get to, how about Lindsay and MTS? <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate it too. <laughs> so first shots we get of them is at their reception. Lindsay lets us know that she finds Mark to be extremely attractive, which I didn't think she was going to be saying, but yeah, what she's going with. Uh, she says that there's also an undeniable chemistry between the two of them. (laughs) I don't see it, but sure, Jan. Uh, Mark just looks like, he has Mark face all the time. (laughs) Yes. Just like, what is happening right now? Uh, this is a lot for me. Oh man, what he says later just cracks me. (laughs) Oh man, keep going. Uh, so they're at the reception and again... We've got everybody clinking their glasses, meaning for them to kiss. First, Lindsay thought someone was going to give a speech. <laughs> then she thought it meant that the guests were supposed to be showering her with compliments. Uh, but her bridesmaid is like, no, stupid. It means you're supposed to kiss your husband. And she's like, yeah, I'd rather have the compliments. <laughs> but they keep egging her on. And she's like, okay, I'll give you a kiss. Just let me swallow my food. And like takes a swig of champagne. Real classy like. Mm-hmm. And then she starts talking about how she made specific notes to the experts about the importance of teeth. What is this show's obsession with teeth? First, last season, we had all the people brushing their teeth all the time. That is important. And like, is this like secretly really like to people secretly sponsored by like 1-800-SMILES or something? And you we know, just like don't Chris, know. Chris, there was even a shot of Chris and his dead tooth. Like he has like a brown tooth in the back. And I was like, fuck. They, they really didn't listen to Alyssa. <laughs> That's all this is. It's one big oh, ad man. for the dentist. I wonder if some dentist will reach out to Chris and say, let's fix that smile for your headshots as a realtor. I'm sure. <laughs> all you have to do is post my office on Instagram. Yeah. Promo for yeah. promo. Uh, oh, she um, eventually does lean in to kiss him. In an ITM, she says that she's never met a stranger she didn't like. Except Alyssa. <laughs> And that she's excited and really wants to get to know him. She also hopes that he can keep up with her, though, because uh, then she tells us to tune in and find out. I don't like that. You're too aware that you're on television. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. like that. No breaking the fourth wall. Fourth wall, yeah. Uh, but we go back to them at the reception, and she asks Mark if he's nervous. And he says, no, I haven't been nervous. Not one time. He says that he told the experts what he wanted, and he wasn't hedging on them, giving him otherwise yeah Uh, she says that she says the same thing then she starts spilling the tea she said when she met the other brides at the bachelor party they were like i want a tall black dude or i want a muscly dude (laughs) then she tells mark that she's seen a lot of naked bodies in her life and she knows what looks good today (laughs) may not look good 50 years down the line but it's about being a good person with good character that's important why would you say this? Uh, well, because it's out of context. People don't know she's a nurse. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, she she's being because she's no. so crass and disgusting all the time. I know, immediately. I know. <laughs> but she's a nurse, so she has seen a lot of bodies, all kinds of bodies, naked. 
See, see how you're making yourself look, Lindsay. <laughs> People just think you're a hoe now. Exactly. No shame. You do you. Maybe it's a little bit of both. I would not be surprised. <laughs> she caught half of the body she's talking about. <laughs> Damn, that's sad. See how you make us think of you and you're being a good public servant, helping people. <laughs> But your personality is so bad that immediately we think the worst. Mm-hmm. Damn. Uh, but then Mark starts with the Mark the Shark bullshit. And he goes on about how he's so focused and how he goes hard and really is trying to get his goals together and make things happen. Lindsay says that she can see why they got matched together. Uh, Mark says that he's a good judge of character and he too can see why they were matched together. He says that she's got good energy, but he wants to see the lovable side of her. Uh, But he knows that she's only going to bring it out for someone that she trusts. She says that's true because she's been burned a lot. She says she's put in a lot of effort into people that didn't deserve it in past relationships. And in ITM, Mark says that he recognizes that he's going to have to pull that loving side out of Lindsay because of her past experiences. At this point, he's seen, you know, that big energy, but he wants to put in some work to see the softer side. He wants to know what she's like when the sun goes down and everything's quiet. Uh, back at the table, she is talking about how she's loyalty t- loyal to a fault. She's ride or die. She'll hide the bodies if you need her to. Damn. We in this together. <laughs> then that's when she goes in on her, you know, F-bomb rant. And it was, like I said last week, the fuck you, fuck you, you're cool type joke. Yeah. And Mark just kind of smiles and nods along. <laughs> like, okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah, stop talking. <laughs> classy, classy lady. I'm married too. <laughs> uh, then in the next scene, Mark is talking to Lindsay's family. He asked, They ask him how he's feeling about the biggest day of his life, and he says he feels pretty good. It was wild that they found someone as loud and as, go- as outgoing as he is. Uh, Lindsay's dad says that it looks like they match similar personalities. And uh, with Lindsay... You have to be tough. Uh, This is when Mark says, yeah, he's seen the loud Lindsay, but he really wants to see the lovable Lindsay because he knows there's layers to her. Her dad says that she really is a sweetheart and is very kind. She has a good heart at the end of the day. uh, Mark asks if there's anything he should know as far as pet peeves or anything like that. And her dad says that you need to make sure that you let her know you have her back and you also want to stay on her good side. Because Lindsay is not a person you want to have as an enemy. When she draws the line, that's it. Just like, okay. (laughs) But the squatting. (laughs) uh, Mark says that he's thankful that they're there to support her because family is really important. You know, he goes on about how he no longer has his dad anymore and that he's an only child. So now that it's going to be nice to have more people he can call family. Um, you know, he genuinely seems excited to start a relationship with her brother and her dad. He does. It's so cute. And they seem just as welcoming and and accepting of him, you know, on Mm -hmm. their side as well. Uh, He also thinks that considering they both have issues with their relationships with their moms, it's good that they're going to be able to have each other to lean on for support in their marriage as far as Mm -hmm. those situations go. Yeah. Uh, At this point, Mark says it's important for him to keep tradition He really wanted to ask for Lindsay's hand in marriage before uh, they got married. Uh, But of course, with this process, they're not able to do that. So he asks now if uh, he has their permission and they both grant it to him. And then they have big old hugs. And her dad says, just treat her well. That's all. 
And, you know, he says that it really means a lot to have their support again. So I thought that was a nice little moment. It was. It was cute. Uh, next we see they're uh, cutting the cake. It's really pretty. It's got a lot of, a bunch of pink kind of, or lavendery roses. And Lindsay tells Mark that it's fondant. So she, he's going to have to put some, you know, elbow grease into it. Mm-hmm. And they're like having the hardest time cutting this cake. At one point, Mark's hand is like around the knife. <laughs> Dangerous. <laughs> Can't y'all just like fake it or let the catering people cut it? <laughs> uh but the next scene we see is Lindsay talking to mark's female friends uh, at oh the wedding God. and first off the bat she says oh, i'm not having sex tonight but i am attracted to mark uh then she asks them about the mark the shark nickname comes up again one lady says that that's the only name she's ever known him by yeah as long as she's known him he's had that nickname and then Lindsay, I don't know why she, these are his friends. So why are you asking them asking them about what foreplay and sex is going to be like with I their know. friend, <laughs> who they do not see in that way at all, probably at all. <laughs> and they're probably some of them are the wives of his friends, so it's just even more awkward. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Lindsay says, "Is he going to be under the covers like Jaws?" Da-da. Oh my god. And uh, they're she, good sports though. <laughs> she hates Jaws, by the way. Uh she says that she noticed that his ring size was substantial, so you oh. know what that means. <laughs> she also doesn't want him to come at her with guppy lips. I didn't know what this meant. She did a I know she did, but like why would Panamime. he matter? I know. Why would she, why would he do that? <laughs> it has to have happened before for her to mention it. <laughs> I guess. (laughs) Uh, But just like that, the wedding is over. We see them get into the car. The guests are blowing bubbles everywhere. Oh, the bubble guns. I get it now. (laughs) That's what she said. I didn't think about it till now. Come on now. I thought it was stupid, so I wrote it off. (laughs) (laughs) No, she said that that they asked her what she wanted to go away in with the wedding and and they she said she told the experts bubbles and that's why and they're like well if you get picked and she goes oh no i got picked and i got matched it was her little cute intro with the dad and the brother i don't know i just thought why are adults playing with bubble gum bubble gum this is stupid (laughs) that was the end of my thoughts on that (laughs) uh so they are going into the car uh, Lindsay says that she's happy her new last name has decreased by 50%. So that's a plus. <laughs> you know, by the time they get in the car, she's already like passed out in his lap. She's done for the day. This is, you know, she already laid down like five hours ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm for sure certain she's done by now, especially if she sobered up. Yeah. Uh, and an interview, she wraps it all up by saying proof is in the pudding and he looks like he might be some good pudding. <laughs> Okay. Uh, once they get to the hotel, they settle down. They toast a flute of water. That's how you know she's done, done. She's cut <laughs> yeah, herself she's off. Like, she's like, I can't drink no more <laughs> champagne. So they show her getting ready to go to bed. And Mark is like almost following her into the bathroom. He helps her unzip her dress. Uh, and then he's like, well, do you need me to unzip it anymore? Do you need me to carry this for you? Do you need me to take this into the bathroom for you? And she's like, No. <laughs> Calm Maybe down. he's afraid she's going to fall down. <laughs> oh, no, not a fall risk. 
god that's terrible <laughs> uh but we see her she's washing her face and she says you know one day i might go back to sleeping in the nude but for now it's pajamas he's a stranger <laughs> i don't know him like that if he wants to cuddle it'll be over the clothes then mark has a weird itm <laughs> where he said we laugh so hard because it's so spot on he says that he can see Lindsay being the type of person to like nudge him and whisper at four o'clock in the morning over like, hey, do you want to jump in bed? <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> or, hey, I'm going to beat you over the head with a bag full of soap. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. I mean, I get it, but what? <laughs> um. Yeah, and that's pretty much it for them. They don't clear the rose petals off the bed. They just get under the comforter, roses and all, <laughs> and go to sleep. Romantic. So. That's romantic. Duh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not too much uh, Lindsay and Mark drama. They're just so odd. <laughs> She's so little... odd. She's odd. She's crass and rude and vulgar. Perfect wife <laughs> material. Classy. Class act. All right, let's go to our last couple, Katina and Olajuwon. The mother also has a hard time saying Olajuwon. <laughs> you're, tr- just, you're doing too much. Just relax. Oh, man. So we uh, open up to them. They're doing picture time. Katina tells him that she noticed that he was about to cry when they were saying their vows. but she And she kind of felt bad because she, she wasn't going to cry. And he, she didn't want him to think that she was cold by not crying. And he's like, no, no, no. He was worried that she wouldn't be okay with an emotional guy. He ain't no punk. But this is special to him. So that's why he's so emotional. And he he then says he's a whole, he was a, he was a whole different person. But he'll tell her that later. In ITM, he says he, he likes her. She's got a little petite waist. And he's really digging her. Um, in a voiceover, Katina says she hasn't been in a relationship in a long time. Because she used to date guys who were confused who would want to date multiple women at the same time. But this feels right. She's ready for her husband and wants to start a family. She wants someone she can do life with and start a new journey where they they both want the same thing. And um, Olajuwon's voiceover, he says, this is a dream come true. He's comfortable. She's comfortable. He feels the commitment and loyalty that he's going to give her. His wife already told him that she's 100% loyal to her husband. Her lips are soft and juicy. He feels loyalty behind them and the trust. He's so vulnerable right now and he feels blessed. And he asked her if he was kissing her too much and she said no, she's 100% fine. And she told him that his, his lips are soft. So then they're taking pictures. The pictures are cute. They came out real cute. He says he feels like a new man. He feels like all his sins have been forgiven. He used to run around with whoever he wants and played with whoever he wants. Very selfish. And now he's ready to to be dedicated to this marriage. And he can't wait to see what they do. Did they do a baptism some point during the (laughs) ceremony that I missed? Because all of a sudden he's just, uh, everything that's ever happened in the past has just been erased. And I'm a new man. And like, jeez, Yeah. Uh, After this, they have their first dance. Uh, Katina says that she was dreading this part because everyone's going to stare at them. And he's like, newsflash, everybody's going to stare at you the whole night. In a voiceover, she says that to be that intimate and close with someone is kind of, it's kind of weird. 
She's already feeling all that mushy and gushy, lovey-dovey movie kind of stuff, but it's with a stranger. She likes his body. It's strong and it's sculpted. And she can tell he has a kind soul. She was worried about his intentions, but through conversation, she can already see that why she was matched with him. It feels good and she looks forward to the future. After this, they're sitting down for dinner. The guests clink their glasses again and they kiss. Um, They then talk about uh, their future. So she asked if he wants kids and he says yes in about like three years because he wants to travel. And she gets real excited because that's exactly her timeline, but two years. In a voiceover, Katina says that in the past, she's been in situationships dealing with men who didn't know what they wanted. So this could be everything she's been praying for. Her man, her baby, traveling, just everything. He then asks her uh, what she likes to eat. And she says everything. Uh, She then asks him if he knows how to cook. And he says, of course. And uh, she says that her mama said that she needed someone, a man who knew how to cook. And he's like, you can't cook because you're scaring me. And she says she can cook, but nothing crazy. He'll survive. And he says, that's fine as long as, you know, it's not gross and it's edible. (laughs) And in ITM, Elijah says, we're going to have to learn how to cook. That's the only way we can survive. (laughs) Oh, how the tune has changed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's not the only thing. Um, next we see them cutting the cake. It's a carrot cake and Olajuwon is super excited about it. Super psyched. Um, he, uh, Katina smears it on his face. I didn't know a wedding cake could be a carrot cake. (laughs) It's a cake. It can literally be any cake you want it to be. Whoa. (laughs) It's not traditional. I'll give him that. Uh, next scene we see, uh, Katina, uh, sitting with Olajuwon's brothers and friends. They ask what she likes doing in the summer and they cackle like, why are they laughing so hard about what are you going to do this summer? I don't know. It was a little strange. Um, but she tells them that she likes pools and hookah and cookouts and she just likes the chill and vibe. Um, they then ask if she's a club kind of lady. And she says, no, I'm 30. <laughs> Which I thought was like, uh, yeah, facts. Uh, she says she used to work in the club scene when she was younger. But now she's got her nine to five where she is a retirement counselor for the state. Uh, turns out Lajuan works for the state, so she's going to re- maybe retire him someday. Uh, she asks them if Lajuan has any bad quirks that she needs to pay- be patient with. And his friend has like this big ass smirk. And they all start like rubbing their faces with like, I don't know, anxiety. I have no idea. Uh, one friend says that she's going to have to explain things to him one, two or three times before he understands it and gives you a real answer. And all his answers are going to be protective of himself. So patience is a must because it's going to take a little extra. Uh, then they cut to a ITM with Katina. And she's like, that's fine. Vice versa. Be patient with me too. But I don't think she gets it at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the brother says that Elijah is always going to challenge her and push her. And trying to make her the best person she can be, which sounds good. But then he says he's going to try and mold you into the lady he wants. And that's the problem. (laughs) Yeah. Red flags. Mm -hmm. All over the place. All over. Someone put on Reddit, did you see it was like a dance team, a flag team with all red flags. (laughs) It was so funny. Oh, man. Next, we see Elijah sitting with Katina's mother. Uh, again, she can't say Elijah Wan's name and it's kind of, I don't know, did you take this as rude? Like, who came up with that? 
and yeah, like yeah you didn't have to say you didn't have to say that and you didn't have to say it like that yeah that turns out elijah one's mom who is a small little irish lady um gave him that name it is of nigerian descent his father is nigerian um and then she asks what are your intentions for my daughter and Elijah one says he has good intentions. His main goal is to just to know her. He's going to be vulnerable. He's coming in with an open heart. He's going to have patience and communication. And by the way, he has ADHD. Uh, the mom then asks, in also kind of a rude way, are you on meds? And he's like, to his credit, he's, he just laughs it off, right? Yeah. And he says, yep, yeah, but I can control it. But if a story is too long, he's going to look around and, and get distracted. Uh, if he starts doing too much, just let him know and he'll back off. Then they show him talking and talking and talking about himself and their marriage. And it's like a little shady edit that's kind of like um, Brady Bunch style. <laughs> he starts talking about their chemistry. And then he calls Katina Katrina and the mother corrects him real quick and says that's her pet peeve to get rid of the R. Her name is Katina. Um he says Katina is what he needs in his life. He wants her to know he's an honest man. He gets easily, he just gets easily distracted. Uh, to which the mom says, oh, what's that? A rabbit. And then she laughs and then gets up and walks away. <laughs> Runs away. <laughs> Weird interaction. Mom is not impressed whatsoever. Not at all. And the proof is in the pudding. The next scene where he's doing the strip tease on Katina in front of the whole family Super inappropriate. So mark your bingo card. Mom was not impressed whatsoever. Then we see Katina with her friends and she's real excited. She's like, I'm a wife. My last name is Dickerson. And of course the friends start going in on that. Speaking of Dickerson, he's got a lot of body, yaddy, yaddy. <laughs> hey. Uh-oh. Word to me. Um, <laughs> Katina says she can't wait to see his tattoos. But she's not having sex tonight. She stands on what she stands on. She wants a deep-rooted connection. And then the friend says, well, hypothetically speaking, what is the timeline? And Katina says, hmm, one month. And they start, you know, making fun of that, like, oh, yeah, right. Like, that's going to happen. And Katina shuts it down. She's like, your, your coochie ain't my coochie and yours is not, mine's not yours. <laughs> so she did say that he was flexing, though, and she likes that. Her friends say his goal will be all about pleasing her. He's going to put a space in it. Hey. Sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. <laughs> no. <laughs> At the same time, Olajuwon is with his fellas and he's telling them that he likes her shape. She's petite and beautiful and he's 100% going to wrap it up. And the brother says, are you going to, did you bring your box? And he's like, yep, just in case. He's like, oh, are you going to get laid tonight? And he says, if she lets me, I didn't show her my strength for nothing earlier with those pictures. Uh, he says, if his wife asked him to flip her upside down, tie her up and do some crazy shit, he's going to do it. Nah, what happened to, I'm judging her. I can't believe she would want to use my body on the first exactly. night. Exactly. Totally changed his tune. <laughs> <laughs> oh, disgusting. Oh, man. Now you want to be flipping people upside down? Let me pick mm -hmm. you up so I can show you. Let me flex on your legs and like what the hell <laughs> now you just being extra <laughs> so then we see them leaving uh i forget what they left in i didn't write it down they had streamers i think did they like I'm little streaming sure. streaming streamer 
uh, like cannon things. Oh, and they just okay. got into the car. Yeah. Uh, then we see them at the hotel. Elajon uh, carries Katina over the threshold. They again comment on how cute everything is set up and they toast to their first night and he wants to do that weird arm weaving thing where you drink your own champagne with, I don't know, cheesy. Yeah. It's like he's playing in a movie. You know what I mean? Like everything he's seen in romantic comedies he's trying to do. <laughs> he's got a list. Yep, he's got a list. Um, then we see Katina getting ready for bed. She says she's not nervous of being naked in front of her husband because he has to accept her uh, when she's ready to be naked. Then we see Elajuan jumping on the bed in stained underwear. What is that? Of all the days <laughs> that you should be wearing clean underwear, <laughs> I would hope your wedding day would be one. It would right? be on the list. Oh my gosh, so crazy. You were on national TV with Dirty Underwear. Everyone saw uh. it. Everyone saw it. And you know the producers saw it and say, hey, can you jump on the bed? Be super happy and excited. Jump on the bed. We're going to film it in slow motion. Oh, cool. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, man. Just dirty. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. They ask him what his expectations are. He's like, I'm expecting to try some new shit. And then he's like, oh, no, I'm just kidding, which he's not kidding. Unless you're going to do it. He wants to to do it. He says he honestly doesn't know what's going to happen, but he's down with whatever she wants to do. Uh, Cut to Katina. She says um, she doesn't have any expectations. She just wants to vibe. She thinks he will let her take the lead on the intimacy or she's just going to grab it. If he, um, he says if he gets the vibe she wants to go there, he's going to go for it and rock her show. We then see them uh, in bed. She says, cuddle me. And then they immediately start making out. So that's where we end with them. (laughs) And that's the show. Woo! Fun times. (laughs) We'll see next week how fun it was. I know. I'm intrigued. You know, I always take my next time on notes. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the quick hits of it. Okay. Um, so since this was kind of the, now we're really getting into the season. It was a mm-hmm. this season on Married at First Sight. Right. So we do see that Alyssa and Chris do make it onto the honeymoon because we see a clip of them uh, fighting. <laughs> oh, we see a clip of them fighting and we also see them doing like water sports. They show her on the beach and she's saying, this is exactly what I needed to be happy and da 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 relax. So they do make it to Puerto Rico. I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they at least got on the plane. Um, then they show different clips. So Lindsay, Steve, Katina, and Olajuwon all at some point say that they're in love or falling in love during the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we see there's going to be drama about Katina's phone. I'm guessing there's some messages from some guy questioning her about who's on her phone and why she needs that because she's married she's like fuck that guy who is he so mm-hmm. we'll see what that's about uh, what if it's something simple like that's that's my boss <laughs> i don't know she must have fuck been saying <laughs> don't text him that you're gonna be late uh there's a clip of jasmina and michael having dinner it looks like on the honeymoon and he's she's telling him he needs to speak to her with respect Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he said something crazy to her, but she checks him. Uh, there's a scene of Noi and Steve having a disagreement because she ghosted him for 24 hours. Not cool. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Elajuan talking shit about Dr. Pepper and says that she's no help. 
<laughs> you know what? I'm finally, so, I'm glad someone finally said it. <laughs> That's some bullshit counseling. <laughs> we see Mark calling out Lindsay for being a poor communicator. We also see Katina kind of getting in Lindsay's ass. I don't know if she, if this is a pep talk or if she's pissed off or what. I don't like, know. 35 years old. And if you need to work that out, da, da, da. So I don't know what the story is there. Mm-hmm. And from this clip, again, as far as Alyssa and Chris are concerned, it does not look like they make it to decision day. Because at the very end, you know, they always show the little clips oh. of them with their like dressed up outfits and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's only a very short clip in the very beginning of Chris and Alyssa walking down the street together and they're wearing regular clothes. So mm-hmm. that makes me think they didn't even film to Decision Day. And you know this bitch bought like 10, 10 Decision Day outfits. <laughs> only to not make it to Decision Day. That's hilarious. Well, it's your own fault. <laughs> not really, but kind of. Kind of. <laughs> Uh, as far as after party goes, uh, this week they had on Olajuwon, Chris, and Noi. The drink this week was the Sour Start, dedicated to Chris. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> it was bourbon, bitters, and simple syrup. Damn. Yeah. Stiff one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, uh, the first part of the show, they uh, focus on Alyssa and Chris. They show the clip of uh, them... Oh, they show the clip of Alyssa uh, at the bridal shop getting the 10 wedding dresses. And Mm -hmm. all three of them are like, yeah, that's fucking weird. (laughs) Why would you do that? (laughs) Noise even like, can you return 10 wedding dresses? Like, why would you do that? And uh, Chris was like, yeah, if you got 10 options, what makes the 11th one? (laughs) Like, what's the stopping point? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Then they show the clip of Alyssa and Chris taking wedding photos and how she was being really standoffish. Uh, Keisha asked him afterwards if there's something that happened that we don't know. And he's like, no. He says he doesn't even, he didn't know what was going on. He was like, I don't know what a real estate agent, looking like a real estate agent is supposed to mean. <laughs> like, I am one. So, okay. Uh, uh, he says that his goal basically was to make her feel as comfortable as possible. So that maybe by dinner, she'd be cool with hanging out with him. He just wanted to have, you know, a good day. He didn't know yeah. what, what the problem was. Uh, then we move away from them a little bit and go to Noi and Steve's wedding. Uh, they show the clip where they're talking about the last name and uh, her alter ego, that little portion of the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, she says that she's warming up to the idea of changing her last name. So <laughs> she hasn't done it yet at that point. Yeah. Um, she also says she wonders if the experts match them up based on that. Oh my gosh. I hope not. <laughs> That's weird. And, and the whole time she was like wiping her eyes. I don't know. It didn't seem like she was emotional. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it was just like a nervous kind of thing. Because they all three of them seemed not that comfortable to be on, on this show. Oh. It was a little awkward. Like, even at the beginning, Keisha was like, no, don't everybody talk at one time because they're just kind of sitting there. <laughs> oh, since they're talking about the alter ego thing, they ask Olajuwon about Isaac and uh, also the nickname Tootie. And he explains. Oh, what's the Tootie mom. thing? It was just a nickname his mom gave him. Mm. She used to sing Tootie Fruity, like the oh, okay. Richard song. And mm-hmm. that made him happy. So she started calling him that. <laughs> 
they ask Noi how she felt about Steve's unemployment. They show the clip and she says that in the moment she was more shocked than anything because that was something that she asked for. She wanted somebody who was stable mm-hmm. and that, you know, again, it was shocking to hear it in the moment, but like she said, she was confident that, you know, he could figure it out, make it yeah. work. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, uh, they talked to Chris some more and he says, oh, they were talking about the advice that they got from the family and friends. Mm-hmm. And Chris says that he talked to Alyssa's mom, dad, and bridesmaids all separately. He asked them the same question, which was, what can he do as a husband if Alyssa's having a bad day? And all three of them had the same answer, which was get out of her way. All three separately said the same thing. Uh, So then they show the clip of Alyssa talking to Chris's groomsmen when they say he's condescending and all that stuff. And when he's talking to Keisha, he explains it being more of a learning perspective, not confrontation. Like he's asking more questions and digging deeper in in an effort to learn more. He's not trying to be condescending just to be a dick, basically. Mm. But his friends didn't articulate it that way. Yeah. Um, then, you know, Olajuwon tries to throw him some support. This is when they start talking about the professor thing. Like, apparently they call him the professor too. Mm-hmm. Olajuwon um, thinks his friends were just jealous because Alyssa's hot and got matched up with Chris. <laughs> and they're just being <laughs> haters and like throwing salt in his game. <laughs> I'm like, of course, that's what you think. <laughs> of course. Uh, then the final ship they close. The final clip they show is the one of Alyssa walking away from Chris at the very end of the night. Keisha again says that like she's confused, just like he was confused. He's like, she's asking him like, are you? Sh-? Nothing else happened that like didn't make that made the cutting room floor. Like there wasn't anything strange that happened during the day. She didn't say anything, and he's like, no, nothing went bad. Nothing went poorly. The entire day was a good day in his eyes. <laughs> he said, you know, they did the ceremony. They went to the reception. They had dinner. He said that when they were had dancing and stuff during the reception, she like wasn't trying to be close to him at all or dance with him. She she would go off like with her friends. And basically he ended up trying to like chase her around the reception because she was avoiding him. She was oh, not wow. trying to talk to him. She yeah, wasn't trying to engage with him at all. And he was 100% in the dark. Like, he's like, I don't know what the problem is. Yeah. So he said he, you know, took the family and friends advice and was like, okay, I'll just let her have space. If that's what, yeah. if she just needs to warm up to me, that's fine. Um, Keisha asked him what he was thinking while he was uh, sitting in the lobby waiting while she was talking with the producers and stuff. And he was saying that he thought, he was thinking in his mind, like, this is not, what I signed up for like at all at that point he almost went home instead of staying there for the night but he said that he didn't want to be the guy that quit especially before knowing that for sure this wasn't going to work out he said he at least wanted to give it the college try you know yeah um then Keisha asks you know what Olajuwon thinks about it because he obviously has something to say like he's fidgeting and he's like you know what I'm (laughs) he's like I'm proud of the way that Chris handled that situation because you know even if you're not attracted to someone, it's still a person with feelings. Like, yeah, you shouldn't act point. like that. Uh, she needs to, uh, he said that she needs to recognize that she's single for a reason and on this show <laughs> for a reason because what she was doing obviously doesn't work. Yeah. So uh, then even Noi chimes in and says that it was hard to watch that scene because it, you know, breaks her heart to see it take such a like turn 
so quickly in the beginning in like the wrong direction. So right. it's sad. Uh, so Keisha asked him if at the end of the night when they were going to bed in their separate rooms at the hotel, if he still had hope. And he said, again, based on what the family and friends said, yes, he still had a little glimmer. He was thinking he just needed to give her her space and then they can kind of take it off from there. Um, but then they show an extended clip from next week's next week's episode. Uh, so they show more of that fight scene um, that they have on the balcony where Chris is, you know, coming at Alyssa hard saying, you know, you wanted X, Y, and Z in a husband. And because you didn't get it, you, you've checked out mm -hmm. and that's not fair to him. Uh, he says something to the effect of all these things keep happening and you want me to think that you're still invested in this relationship. And she's like, I am. Do you think I'm lying? And he's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> And then that's when she walks off. She's like, I'm not going to stand here and let him call me a liar. And she like, again, walks off the interview. Yeah. So, she ain't doing yeah. no favors to herself with nope. this. And from the look of the little extended clips and little things we have seen from going forward in the next episode, I only see her in that one outfit. So I think that fight is where it ends. Hmm. I did see her in a dress. Oh, we talked about that. The walking on the sidewalk, but they're together and she's in a long dress. Mm. Is that the same outfit? No, right? Mm -mm. She's, yeah. And we do know she's in a bikini. They go to the water. So I don't know. I don't think they make it a whole week. That's for sure. No, I think they maybe make it a day or two. And the like the episode description for next week, mm -hmm. some kind of fight is going down. Well, could it just be this fight? It said brawl in the title. Oh. And I think it was a fight on the plane or in the airport. I remembered. Yeah. Which they don't the mention at all. Yeah. Because I'm like, wait, they spilling the good tea in the... I need to start I know. I don't even look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even look at that. That's awesome. Hmm. Well, we'll see what happens. That's crazy. Mm. You can't be throwing down on married at first sight. Y'all supposed to be married <laughs> on your honeymoon on vacation. <laughs> How you mad on vacation? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing Katina put Lindsay in her place. <laughs> it should be well, interesting. Hopefully it's sooner than later. Which is, it is interesting because um, on the after party a couple times ago, wasn't she on with her? Mm -hmm. Was it awkward? Mm, Lindsay's awkward. Mm, okay. Mm, whatever. <laughs> she makes every conversation and situation awkward, no matter who it is <laughs> or what it's about. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, that's the show. It was a good one, even though it was another wedding and another wedding. <laughs> We're done. I'm glad this is behind us. Yeah. We can get into the nitty gritty now. Yes. Bring the drama. Bring it. Well, all right, y'all. Uh, thank you so much for joining us as we cover Married at First Sight season 14. Remember to join the conversation on social media. You can follow us on Instagram at Cheese McQueen's Podcast and on Twitter at Cheese McQueen's. Remember, Igby Live tweets on Wednesdays during the show. And we also have a Facebook discussion group. So help other Cheesemosas find us and share, rate, review, and subscribe. Anything else, Igby? No, do the things. I know now <laughs> Spotify has added um, star rating. So if you listen on Spotify, give us a five stars, please. Yes. Well, all right, y'all. See you next time. Oh, shit. Is that one yours? Yes. <laughs> I'm the one that says see ya. You okay. say bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> I thought you say later. 
No. <laughs> Thank you.